Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a long week, been out and around and doing things and, and it was Easter weekend and anyway, I'm back. But a lot has happened since I've been gone. <laughs> Dealing with some people and some friends and we were having some discussions and you know, we we talked about friends, actually. And you know, friends came to me as kind of a an Easter kind of thing. I thought about it. And you know, the English language is sometimes it's very complicated to learn, but it doesn't often give us enough words to describe things. And um, to that point, you see the title of this podcast is Friend Classification. So, how do we classify friends? You know, these friends of mine and I that we're talking... Um, you know, we have friends in different categories, and, and we were talking about friends on social media, you know, that's the, that would be the least category of my friends. I would say the thousands of friends that I have on Facebook are just, they're friends by the term of Facebook. But they're not friends, not all of them. They're just people of knowledge, I guess you could say, a familiar. But some of them are not even that, you know. Some of us, some of us drive our popularity by the amount of friends that we have on social media. Well, that don't mean anything. I, I'd say it's even a lower category than friends, it's uh, familiars or persons of knowledge. It's more than, it would be followers, if that's a new media term today for a category of friends, is followers. How many followers do I have? Groupies, you know, like we used to say. Um, and that's, a lot of people have a lot of, followers and slash groupies um persons of knowledge persons of knowledge step it up a little bit those are people that you may have went to school with you may have worked with a neighbor that you had years ago and you know their name but you met them a time or two so you consider them a, a person of knowledge because you can speak of them. Would they do anything for you? Maybe. Depends. Seems like today a lot of people are more interested in doing things for you if they have something to gain from it. So I would be careful how you classify those people as being 
in your inner circles. Um, step it up a level. Got acquaintances. I looked up the definition of acquaintances. Because, you know, I, I was kind of curious what it said. And it says, people that are not your best friends, those are acquaintances, is what Merriam-Webster says. But I would say acquaintances are people you have a routine interaction with, but they're, you're on a first-name basis, and but they're not like close friends. I wouldn't even say them. I wouldn't even classify them as being close to your best friends. They're just not close friends. They're associates. I have a lot of acquaintances that are acquaintances slash associates. You know, people that I run into at the bank and, you know, different places in town. You bump into in a restaurant occasionally. Those are acquaintances. You speak to them. You might see them once a month or every other week, but they're acquaintances. You don't you don't have them over. You don't do things with them. You don't go canoeing, kayaking, and hunting, and whatever. They're just a just people that you know that you bump into and you can call their name. That's acquaintances. And then you got friends. Who are your friends? See, friends is broken down or or inclusive of so many people in our vocabulary, but it's needs to be broken down more. So I'm going to break it out a little bit. And then you've got friends that, you know, your group of neighborhood friends or people you went to school with, you might get together. Like the TV show Friends, that's a good example. Just friends that you do things, you... You know, maybe y'all get together once a year and go canoeing or, you know, you meet at the beach with the families and stuff or, you know, you, you stayed in touch out of high school or college. Those are friends that, you know, you you pick up the phone maybe holidays or birthdays and send them a text and say, hey, how you doing and hope you're doing well and wish you the best those are those are friends but then you break it up one even more you've got bffs and that's a new term last 20 years i guess they're bffs what does bff mean i mean we've lost the meaning of bff i think in in a lot of circles but BFF means best friends forever. Well, my daughter's had BFFs, and I noticed that girls' BFFs seem to change with the seasons of their life. And they're not really... They're not really the B. They're more FFs. They're more friends forever. They're not best friends forever. They're best friends at the moment. A lot of people have a lot of friends like that, best friends at the moment. But very few 
very, very few have best friends forever. I mean, how many of you have a a friend from high school that you still do hang out with and do things with and or you know, just, just a friend from childhood. I don't have to be high school, childhood that you are still uh intimately involved with them and families and intertwinings and dealings and doing things. You know, that's a that's a lifelong BFF and I don't see I don't see many of those many of those at all. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking of myself. I don't even have a childhood friend from that's carried over into my adult life and has been a you know a best friend that I've that I'm still in contact with. I have you know guys that are gals that whenever we cross paths we're like, "Oh yeah, remember back in the day and whatever." But they're not BFFs. They're not they're not people if I pick up the phone and say, "Hey, I need you. Can you come?" They're not the ones. They're not the ones. But then it was step out of the friends and the friends forever and the BFFs and let's step above to the the last category category I have and that's that's brothers. And that term has entered the friend category. Uh especially through the military that we make relationships with our brothers in the military, be it a brother or, or a male or female, but um, through uh, an experience that we've shared together or an assignment, we wind up being brothers that it just crosses all bounds. And some of us have that brotherhood, not so much as being close friends, but as having that association with the military. But these brothers that I speak of, how many of the brothers on your circle is small that if you pick up the phone and you ask them to come and if they say, what do I need to bring? And you say, a weapon or a shovel or money, they're going to come and not question. They're going to be there as soon as they can be there. How many of those friends do you have that would walk away from everything that they have to be there for you because they know you wouldn't call if it wasn't serious? How many of those friends do you have? My smirk, smirkle. My circle is small. 
guess we'll call it a smirkle. Small circle. Um. Whew. I don't know. I'd say five. On one, I mean, one hand can name them. I mean, I know. Me personally, I know one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, less than ten that uh, they call me. I'm on the way. Drop what I'm doing, and we're on the way. You know, we have a we have a saying that a friend is somebody you can call when you're in jail, and they'll show up with the bail money. But a good friend or a brother will be there in jail with you. And that's true in a, in a, in a certain sense. So I don't have that many friends. I got a few brothers. Um, don't call on them very much. We don't call on each other. We don't. We don't need that assistance very often. But like I said, when it's when it's called. like calling up the second string here we come um we're in the game we're off the bench and we're in the game but you know i thought about this and i was thinking about my friends and and somebody had said something about it's sad you don't have many friends but no it's not sad i have just the friends that i need and that i can count on and I was thinking about Jesus, you know. At Easter, Jesus started off with 70 or more disciples. And by the time he got through his ministry in the New Testament that we know of, he was down to, to 12. Down to 12 apostles. And then Judas sold him out made it 11, got down, narrowed it down a little bit more. And then he had three in the group that were really close. He had James and John and Peter. They were his three closest. He took them up on the mount for his transfiguration. They saw that. Went with the Garden of Gethsemane with him. But then when Jesus was crucified, captured and crucified, it was down to one. There was only one that was with him at the cross. Only one. That was one that was willing to go and either be crucified with Christ or buried with him. It wasn't a simple matter. John wasn't 
free from being arrested or anything. He was, he was there and he was going, he was going with him as far as he could go. Come hell or high water. And he wound up being the only one that was true to Christ all the way through. Can you imagine how he felt? I mean, he spent, at least we believe, three years with these guys. Eleven of these guys showing a miracle after miracle after miracle. Because the Bible says there's, he did a whole lot more than what was written down. He spent time in cities healing. Who knows the, the numbers of people of thousands? They saw this. They saw his praying, his sweating of the blood. The, you know, he was in the, they were all in the inner circle. They were his closest group of confidants. They were his BFFs, his brothers. Now, I'm sure when he was going into it, he thought, you know, these are 11. These are going to be my closest circle that I can, I can go through whatever with these guys, and they'll be there with me. But when it came down to it, there was just one, the Apostle John. So, all your friends you might have is good. You might have a quiver full of friends, you know, speed dial on your phone, 50 or 100 people, 2,000 friends on Facebook. But when the rubber hits the road, when you get down and dirty, are you going to be there alone? Or are you going to have a friend or two with you? Well, there's a flip side to this story. If you're a Christian and you have a relationship with Christ, no matter what you're in, you'll never be alone. He'll always be there for you. He's the one friend that you can always count on. Think about that. He died on that cross for you, if for nobody else. If it had only been one person in the world, it would have been for you. And how do you say that? You say, it. oh, it wouldn't have happened. Well, you know, what did, what did the angels say to... Um, when they were going to the town of Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham said if there's ten, he wouldn't destroy it. And if there's five, he wouldn't destroy it. And well, he couldn't find that many good people. But he did get Lot out. Got Lot and his family out. He spared them for those good people. He spared the town until they got out, that is. Don't think you're alone. You're not. There's a friend out there. You just got to call on him.
And this is Pastor Chip. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Be safe. Thank you, Lord, for Easter and your son who died for us. And thank you for the blessings. And just let's help this world wake up, Lord. God bless everybody. Be safe.